Hey friends, welcome back to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Today, I want to talk with you about actually some homesteading books that I really enjoy. If you're like me, you're always looking for new resources and new ways to learn. And while I really do enjoy watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts, when it comes to the area of homesteading, gardening, taking care of animals, in my opinion, there is nothing like having the actual hard copy of a book to reference whenever you run into different kinds of troubles or you are taking on something new. I just love having that hard copy resource that I can flip through and figure out what is going to work best for me and my homestead. So I'm going to share with you today seven different books that I have found to be so beneficial on my journey of turning my backyard into a little mini homestead. So let's go ahead and get started. Hi friend, do you dream of having a garden but you don't know where to start? Do you want to switch to more natural products but feel overwhelmed by all the options? Do you believe that a holistic lifestyle would help your special needs kiddo but you're daunted by all the information out there? Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast, where you will learn how to work towards your dream for homesteading, gardening, and holistic living in small, simple steps that won't overwhelm you. Hi, I'm Ashley. I'm a wife, Jesus follower, and mom to some amazing kids. As some of my kids began experiencing health struggles and developmental delays, I decided it was time to switch to a holistic lifestyle. I quickly became stressed out and burnt out, feeling like I needed to change everything at once. I finally realized that I had to start making one small change at a time, then build from there. I learned to walk this holistic journey in a way that works for me and my family without stress or overwhelm or constantly feeling like I wasn't doing enough. If you're ready to hear from another mama who understands what it's like to have no time and who can help you make changes towards better health for your family in a way that works for your specific life, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in your earbuds, reheat your coffee for the third time, and let's do this. Hey friends, have you been looking for a community where you can go to ask your gardening questions, celebrate in your gardening wins, to maybe get some different tips as you're trying to switch to a more natural living, all of those things? Well, did you know that we actually have a free Facebook community where you can do all of that? Plus, just get to know some more like-minded mamas who are on the same journey as you and they're just working to figure out what is going to be best for their family. If that sounds like something you want to be a part of, head over to bit.ly slash motherhood community and join us there. Okay, friends, if any of you are like me, then you might be a collector of books. Something that I've really been trying to set a goal for this year is actually to be on social media a lot less. I've deleted all apps for my phone. So if I want to browse on social media, I have to go to a browser. And part of that was because I actually want to spend more time reading books. Now, this could be audiobooks, it could be an actual hard copy of books. It really just depends. I have been leaning more towards audiobooks because I have a very busy life. I'm taking care of four kids, homeschooling them, trying to get all of our garden stuff prepped for the year. I've also been working on growing my own education in the area of herbs and health coaching and all of these different things that require a lot of time. So for me, being able to listen to an audiobook on the go, especially you know, a couple days a week, we spend multiple hours out of the house doing different therapies for my kids. So if I can listen, pop in earbuds and listen to an audiobook while driving them around or whatever it is, it's just been really nice for me. And it's also been helping me to meet that goal of reading more books. I used to read so much as a kid. And then as I got older, and began having my own kids, I just ran out of time and it really just didn't become a priority. But what I actually had also realized was I was wasting so much time 
on social media feeling like I didn't have enough time to read a book when actually it was just getting me getting sucked into social media, scrolling, looking up stuff that was a total waste of my time and having to realize that I needed to set some boundaries for that. So if you hear this title and you of this podcast episode and you think I don't have time to read books, I do want to encourage you to maybe do an evaluation of your time. Actually keep up with, look at your screen time usage on your phone. Actually keep up with what you're doing every single day because I was shocked whenever I realized how much time I was spending on my phone and then saying I don't have enough time when in actuality I just wasn't using my time well. And I also want to encourage you, there are a lot of these books that in my opinion it is better to have a hard copy of them because they are a resource that you can flip through and use as you are gardening, as you're going through really learning about creating your own homestead. But if the only option you have is to listen to it as an audiobook, a lot of these would be perfectly fine as an audiobook. And on top of that, it's still going to give you that knowledge that's being fed into your brain. And then if you need to eventually get a hard copy of it later, then you can do that. It's really just whatever works best for you. I do personally always encourage people for certain books like these to keep a hard copy of them so that you can actually go back and use them as a reference guide. But I just want to encourage you, if you think I don't have time to read a book, one, maybe look at doing it in a different avenue, such as an audiobook, and then two, also look at evaluating your time to see, well, do I actually have time that I've been wasting? Because I know that has been the case for me. Anyways, let's go ahead and get started. The first book that I would recommend is actually not necessarily specifically about homesteading per se, but it is actually the Beyond Labels book by Joel Salatin and Sina McCullough. And also, excuse me, I don't know if you can tell, but I am recovering from sickness, so I'm pretty congested and I might stumble over my words a bit, um, but we're just going to go with it. So anyways, Beyond Labels, Joel Salatin and Sina McCullough. I actually love their podcast. It's the Beyond Labels podcast. I pay just a couple, couple dollars a month in order to have access to it. And they have amazing, amazing information. However, what I love about this book is just the fact that it really does walk you through, as a beginner, different steps that you can take to begin to offer your family healthier foods and a healthier environment for your home. And they basically just walk you through this progression of like, here's what you could do as a beginning step. That's like, let's just, if you're going to be buying foods from the grocery store, then let's just start switching out the foods here. Let's talk about what the organic label actually is. It's informing you about what you're spending your money on and offering you healthier options in order to just, again, have more of that naturally minded living and then also to increase your family's health. Um, so I really, really like it because as you read through the book, it becomes more into like, okay, well, now that you've done these steps of switching out your grocery bought food to healthier foods at the grocery store, now let's move to the next step of buying from your local farmer. I just, it's an amazing book. It is one that it would be a good book to listen as an audiobook, but in my opinion, uh, I really like having it as a reference guide. Especially like whenever I'm referencing like in different studies and stuff, I've had to do like homework. I have used the book as a reference guide. It really goes into depth about different things like the organic label and the history behind it, like organic um, meats and eggs and all of that stuff. Amazing, amazing resource. Okay, number two would actually be gardening without the work. Now, this one I actually did recently listen to as an audiobook, and I thought it worked well. I will do some more reading because I am going to try her method 
on one of my in-ground beds this year. Um, this is by Ruth Stout. And it's just great if you were wanting to cut down on your time gardening. So if you're like me, and you are, because if you're listening to this, you're most likely a mom who is caring for her children who have some kind of disability or special need. And that means that a lot of times we don't have a lot of free time. So this could be an amazing book for you. Now, I will say, full disclosure, I have not done her methods yet. Um, My husband and I were discussing, we have two different in-ground beds. And one of them I'm going to do basically the Back to Eden, which I have done in the past, or a Bulletproof Garden. We will have an an episode on that um, in a couple of weeks. But the other one, I am going to try her method of using like a deep layer of straw or hay. And so that is my goal for that because I'm curious to see if it's going to help me with weeds. One thing I absolutely despise is having to weed a garden bed. But, you know, it has to be done if you're going to be growing an in-ground garden. And what she really talks about in this book is how her method, you have basically no weeds. And that sounds amazing to me. Very minimal work. Hence the name Gardening Without the Work. (laughs) But anyways, it's an amazing book. One that I definitely think. I know it's on Audible. That's where I listen to it at. And yeah, a great book I would recommend. Okay, number three would be The Backyard Homestead. This is a book I have had for years and years. And to be honest, I read it all the way through. I've referenced it back a few times, but then I had not picked it up for a long time. And probably about a month ago, I pulled it back out because I was needing it for a reference for something. And I was like, man, this is such a good book. I need to go through it again. What I really like about this is they do have multiple books in in their series. And it really focuses on creating a homestead in a very small area. So I think actually it says, what is, I think it's a quarter acre. I can't remember now. But It's talking about actually being able to use your backyard (laughs) to create a homestead. So this is going to be great for people who don't have a ton of land, who maybe they feel like they are stuck where they're at. Maybe they're in like a suburban area or they just don't have a ton of land like us. We don't have a lot of land, but it gives you ways to really utilize the space you have in a very smart and proficient method. And so I really, really like how they break everything down. They have a lot of good photos explaining to you how different methods you could use. Like, here's one idea you could use. Here's another one. And I love that. I think it's a great resource. Okay. Number four would actually be The Rooted Life by Justin Rhodes. This is actually probably one of my go-to books that I will pull out for a quick reference if I'm trying to start something new. Like, for instance, if I am going to try to create a new in-ground bed or something like that. It's just what I really like about it is one, it has beautiful photos. I love a very aesthetically pleasing book. So if it, it looks pretty, it has beautiful photos. For me, the enjoyment level just goes up a notch. And this one I do have in a hard copy. I definitely pull it out at least a couple times a year to reference it for something or to refresh my memory on something. I just really like the way it's set up because it's very simple. There's not like a ton of stuff you have to read to. If you have a question about something, you can look for that specific chapter. You're going to go, you're going to open to that chapter, you're going to read the stuff, and you're going to know exactly what to do. And if you're like me and you get kind of overwhelmed with the details, that can be very, very helpful. 
because I will read, I'm like a researcher, so I'll read on 10 different things and then I get overwhelmed trying to think, oh my goodness, which way should I do it now? Where this is just very simple, very straightforward, beautiful photos. I love it. I think it's a great resource if you are starting out. Number five, Animal Vegetable Miracle. I just really like this book. I love the format that she has of walking you through like the different seasons and the different times of the year and what grows during that time. And um, yeah, honestly, it has uh, tons of amazing information in it, but also I just really, really enjoyed the format of it. I, I felt like it was an enjoyable read while also being educational. So it's something I think would be great to listen to as an audiobook. And I remember just sitting down to read it whenever I started the book, basically like a story. That's how it read to me. And I just really enjoyed it while also feeling like I was growing my knowledge about gardening at the exact same time. So I found that super beneficial. I think you guys would enjoy it. Number six would be Four Season Harvest. This is by Elliot Coleman. Pretty much any of his books are amazing. What I like about this is that it's actually going to help you find ways to extend your growing season. So if you are in an area that has a short growing season or like me, we have a decently long growing season, but eventually I would love to be able to grow stuff in the winter. Then this is going to walk you through how to actually set up the systems and the different tools you need in your home and in your garden to be able to do that. And I really, really enjoy that. I think it's a great resource, especially as we're looking at wanting to garden to replace some of our grocery budget. Being able to extend our growing season even longer is going to really make a big impact with that. And he has amazing resources on being able to do that. All right. And the last one is actually Square Foot Gardening. This is an amazing book. Um, I've had it on my shelf for a long time. It's one that I really like actually having the physical copy of because in my opinion, it's just one of those that you're going to want to reference back, especially as you are starting to get ready to plant. If you want to use this method, you're going to want to look at, okay, if I have this much space, how many of this plant can I plant in this space? Now, what I will say that I really like about this is that if you are growing in a small space, let's say you have a raised bed or an in-ground bed and you're growing in a fairly small space, but you really want to get as much of a yield as you can out of that space, this is the way to go because you're going to be able to really just maximize the space that you have and get the most out of it while also not harming the plants that you have planted there. I, and this is something that I, because of, I like things very tidy and orderly. So I've always been more prone to just plant in rows. And what I've really been having to learn over the last year is that if I want to maximize my space, that's just not going to work. While it looks nice, it looks pretty, it's more tidy. I'm wasting so much garden space. And if I'm going to all of this hard work in order to grow stuff, I want to grow as much as possible. And I, in my opinion, square foot gardening is a great resource in order for you to learn how to do that in a way that's actually going to work in your garden bed. It's going to work with the plants where they can work together with one another. It's not going to overcrowd one another, won't be overshadowing anything. It just kind of gives you that good layout of this is a great way in order to plant these things together and kind of gives you a layout and an idea, especially if you're starting from scratch and you don't know what to do, this is going to walk you through that. All right, so that is all of them. I have a ton more I could add, but I wanted to keep it at seven. And I figured these are seven great basic ones. There are things that you can get more in depth on. Of course, there's always things like rabbits, chickens, cows, 
anything like that, but most likely a lot of you are just starting your garden or you're very new to it. You might even just be using like me. It's in your backyard. And while we do have chickens in our backyard, we don't have any other animals outside of that. Although my kids have been begging my husband and I for bunnies (laughs) and we might eventually get those. We're still debating on that. But I think that these are the things that are probably most applicable to a lot of you. I would love to know, come join us over in our Facebook community and share with us, is there a book that you would add to this list? I am always looking for new resources. I love to learn and I love to read. So if you have a book that you would add to this list, please head over to our Facebook community at bit.ly slash motherhood community and share it with us there. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I will see you back next time. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who is wanting to live more holistically without the overwhelm? Also, don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. It blesses and encourages me to know that this show is helping you. All right, friends, it's time for me to go work in the garden and make some homemade bone broth. I will see you back next week.